hello and welcome back to Moments with Moni. I'm so glad you're here. Last week we heard about the most important part of Revelation, what God had to say to the seven churches. And we're told if we had an ear to listen, then to do it. Today's episode will cover the beginning of chapter four, the rapture. Stay tuned. Hello and welcome to Moments with Moni. I'm so glad you're here, where we ponder life from a biblical perspective, where salt makes us thirsty and light exposes darkness. Come, let's ponder these things together. Welcome. Hey, the door's open. Come on in. Oh, that's very sweet of you. Thanks for buying me a coffee. Come on in and make yourself comfortable. I'm glad to hear that you're enjoying your Christmas season as much as I am. With a focus on baby Jesus, it's a leap and a jump to Revelation in the end times, but it's a good thing because it's all connected. That covenant DNA thread goes all the way through the Bible from Genesis to Revelation and everything in between. As we have our discussion today, I think I need to back up a little bit to chapter one for a reminder of the outline that God gave us for this book in verse four. It was John speaking to the seven churches, sending grace and peace from him, which is, which was, and which is to come. Which is, is a paraphrase of the great I am which is also another name for God, of course, which was covers the past and which is to come covering the future. This is important to note as we begin chapter four before it dives into the subject of the throne of heaven. In the English Standard Version Bible, uh, chapter four, verse one says, after this, I looked and behold a door standing open in heaven. And the first voice, which I had heard speaking to me like a trumpet, said, Come up here, and I will show you what must take place after this. At once I was in the Spirit, and behold, a throne stood in heaven with one seated on the throne. I finished with verse 2 there. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word and giving us a record of what you planned from the beginning of time to the end of time and beyond. We look forward to hearing from you as you teach us from your word through your Holy Spirit. Amen. Did you catch that? According to the scripture we just read, the rapture was put into God's timeline of history for mankind right there. If you missed it, let me explain. When my brother and sister and I were visiting our grandfather in Germany, way too many years ago to mention, we were standing around waiting for a bus while we overheard a conversation in English. In English, I asked the couple if there was anything we could do to help. He replied in English, telling me he was trying to confirm the correct bus headed in his direction. But he was Polish and only knew how to speak Polish and English, and the bus driver only knew how to speak German. So after getting his info and question, I asked the bus driver in German for the info we needed and had them on their bus just in the nick of time. It only took three languages before things became clear. 
Yes, that was an important rabbit trail. Most of us read our Bible in English. I read the first verse in the English Standard Version, a simpler version to understand than the King James Version. I love the beauty of the King James, but I understand that we don't all go around speaking like Shakespeare anymore. To be or not to be, that is the question. Whatever American translation you are reading from, it was translated from the original languages of Hebrew, Greek, and Aramaic. No, I don't speak those languages and don't even begin to be an expert in translating them. However, since I speak German as well as English, I do understand that sometimes the translation of words or phrases are not clear-cut and need a little understanding. For example, I grew up asking for an Untersetz at a very important moment. At home with the family, they understood. However, if I was at someone else's place, they didn't always help quickly enough. So my mind would have to do the translation out loud. I need an Untersetz, you know, the thing that sits under. The thing that sits under this hot pot of spaghetti that will burn me very soon. I need, I need, I need a trivet. That's it. I need a trivet, please. Phew, that was close. In my mind, I had to translate from German to English to a borrowed word from French. After these things I just shared with you from my past, I'm moving to the present to share more with you of what I have read and studied in the Bible. What I share on the subject of the rapture is not meant to be taken to the point of using as, say, ammunition in an argument. These things that God has taught me through his word were made to comfort us with the thought of his return not to be used as a weapon in warfare between other believers or a hammer when speaking with unbelievers. In fact, this is a great place to pivot for some support for this caution. If we look into 1 Thessalonians, this book was written around AD 51, so it was written to a fairly young church of about 20 years, rather young in the eyes of many a believer, and yet Paul takes the time to speak to them of what was an important matter. Some of those in the early church had died, and they had questions. Will my loved one be in heaven or not, since they have missed the coming of the Lord and his return that has not happened yet, but they died? Paul was clarifying what would happen in chapter 4. He did not want them to be ignorant due to lack of information regarding those who had already died. Paul goes on to say in chapter 4, and this is in King James because I've memorized it in that. That's the foundation of my promises, the foundations of all the things that I have memorized over the years, although we can explain it in common English after that. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we, which are alive and remain, shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. But let's not stop and forget that last verse that says, Wherefore, because of these things, comfort one another with these words. A few things stand out to me here. How about you? 
There are some today and in recent decades saying that we should remain in the Gospels and leave Revelation alone, which is too difficult for the average person to understand. But Paul was clarifying the coming of the Lord to them through these verses that were to bring them comfort. This shows me that as believers in Jesus, we are to find comfort in reading the book of Revelation as we look deeper into the coming of the Lord and how it all plays out. Now that grace and peace from John at the beginning of the Revelation chapters always came in that order. Grace first and then peace. For there is no peace without the grace of God. This passage also shows me that the caught up or snatching away of God's children will not be a silent affair. There will be a voice like the archangel, like the sound of a loud trumpet. This trumpet is referring to the gathering of believers. But in the case of Matthew chapter 24, verse 31, God sends angels, plural angels, to gather all the elect at the end of the seven-year tribulation period, known also as the 70th week of Daniel. Thessalonians refers to the believers in Jesus that have already died, and Matthew refers to Jewish living believers. In more modern English, we read 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, 13-18 like this, But we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers, about those who are asleep, or dead already, that you may not grieve as others do that have no hope. For since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even though through Jesus God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep or those who have died. For this we declare to you by a word from the Lord, that we who are alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will descend or come down from heaven with the cry of command, with the voice of an archangel, and with the sound of the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will always be with the Lord Therefore, encourage one another with these words. That shows me all the arguing and fighting over this is not what God intended. He wants us to encourage one another with these words. With a bit of foundation regarding the doctrine of the rapture, the snatching away or being caught up into his presence, we can continue on to Revelation 4 verse 1 with more insight. In the English Standard Version, we see, After this I looked, and behold, a door standing open in heaven. And the first voice, which I heard speaking to me like a trumpet, said, Come up here, and I will show you what must take place after this. At once I was in the Spirit, and behold, a throne stood in heaven with one seated on the throne. At this point, we don't see the word rapture in this passage, or any other passage for that matter. However, the doctrine of the rapture is in the Bible, some of which we saw in First Thessalonians. 
Some scholars take this first verse of Revelation 4 and explain that after this, or after these things in the Greek, metatata, to English sounds something like being harpooned. Translated to Latin and then English, we get our word rapture. Some scholars say this verse is not to be used as support for the translation of the rapture of the church here because it's a stretch and may cause some to disbelieve the whole idea of the pre-trib rapture case once they look into it. Again, this is not for our intellectual sparring, but for our comfort. When I come upon a passage that gives me trouble, or one that scholars have trouble agreeing on, I know that I have to fall back on what I do know of God's Word. For I, just like you, are responsible for what we know about the Bible and whether we are obedient to it or not. I know that true believers have the Holy Spirit within us. Jesus sent us the Paracletus, the Holy Spirit, our helper and comforter, and God promised that He would never leave us or forsake us. He'll never leave us alone. I also know that the church is mentioned in chapters 1 to 3, and then not again until chapter 19, when Jesus comes down out of heaven with the saints at his side. I also know that back in Thessalonians, we will be going up to meet the Lord in the air and be with him forever. At this very point in scripture, this right here is the jumping off point of several thoughts on directions as far as the tribulation period is concerned. The pre-trib rapture view begins here at the catching up before the 70th week of Daniel or the seven year tribulation period, which is the view that I see in this scripture. Others also see a mid-tribulation rapture in the middle of the great seven-year tribulation. A pre-wrath rapture view snatched away sometime during the great seven-year tribulation period is their thought. And then we have the post-tribulation rapture view, where believers are snatched or raptured at the end of the great seven-year tribulation. Some have mentioned the pan-trib view as Whenever the rapture happens is fine with them because it'll all pan out one day. I have to say that thinking and studying these things has shown me that it is important to study and mine God's word for his truth because what we know of it will affect the way we live our lives right now, which affects the way we treat others on this earth and how we treat God. The Thessalonians were clearly looking forward to the imminent return of their Savior. They were comforted with the thought of what their future held in Christ. They were not living in fear or dread of what was to come in the Great Tribulation. They were looking forward to the return of their Savior, Jesus. Another point of comfort I see is that the young Thessalonian church was finding comfort not only in Jesus' return, but also of being taken with him. Again, if they were looking forward to comfort with being with him, then this catching away, this snatching, would bring judgment and fear. They would not be comforted. There will be a judgment at the throne of God, but this is not the time. There is another passage of scripture that helps us understand more clearly 
1 Corinthians 15, starting at verse 51, says, Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, and the dead shall be raised imperishable, and we shall be changed. For this perishable body must put on the imperishable, and this mortal body must put on immortality. When the perishable puts on the imperishable, and the mortal puts on immortality, then shall come to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory! Mystery here is through the idea of an imposed silence, which is now being revealed. There will be some at the end of the church age, the age of grace, that will not die before Jesus returns. And those that did die in Christ, those will once again be raised to life. O oh, death, where is your victory? O oh, death, where's your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brothers, he says, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is never in vain. It's not in vain. Now that's another cry of comfort in Christ through victory over death. Okay, so the body will die or be changed one day. We will trade in this earth suit for our heavenly suit and live with Jesus in heaven forever. Mystery is over. It has been revealed. The conclusion of the matter here in Corinthians? Paul loved the Corinthian church, but they were not living to their best potential in Christ. Instead, they chose to live in the flesh rather than choose to be pleasing to God. So the Apostle Paul in his chapter reminds them to be steadfast, to remain in the doctrines of the gospel, in particular this doctrine for the resurrection of the dead, to be fruitful, to do the work of the ministry because God will not forget their labors and he is a rewarder of those who love and serve him. The Bible reminds us that no one will know the day or the hour of our Lord's return for us, but we are supposed to be watching, listening, and recognize the season of it. Just like when the snow finally begins to melt and spring begins to blossom, at that seasonal change I find myself looking for any small sign of change from the drab of winter to a bit of color in the branches to those tiny leaves or blossoms beginning to pop up on the landscape. After comparing these verses, we can see the rapture on the timeline of God as a pre-rapture point in the near future. The world stage is being set for the rest of what will be revealed in Revelation. Now that we have looked at when, let's take a look at why. God has a divine purpose for his people, Israel, and for the church. The church has been grafted into the vine which represents Christ. Those in Christ share in the divine purpose of bringing others into the kingdom of heaven with us during this age of the church, as we look expectantly for the rapture. 
God also has a purpose, a plan for Israel. No, the church has not replaced Israel. Israel is on a kind of time out in the corner for not obeying God. So during this time, God will use the spiritual children of Abraham, whether they be Jew or Gentile, to spread his word and mission to reconcile souls to himself. Romans 11.25 tells us, I want you to understand this mystery, brothers. A partial hardening has come upon Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. That is, until the full number of Gentiles who will be saved have, in fact, become saved. So God has delayed the kingdom plan for the Jews at this time until all who will choose Jesus will do it. The thousand-year plan for Israel, or the millennial kingdom of the Jews on earth, is postponed until the timeline of the church has been fulfilled. This is where it gets a bit more complicated to see in our mind's eye, because the rapture is only the beginning of the fulfillment of the church. After being raptured from the earth is to be in God's presence, and all those in Christ who have lived in faith looking forward to the Messiah, and all those who look back to the cross in faith, and all those tribulation saints on earth that are martyred for their faith will be the bride of Christ, and take part in activities in heaven during the seven years of tribulation that will be poured out on those left on the earth after the rapture. During these last days of the church age, before the millennium, God says there will be many false prophets and false teachers that rise up that will try to deceive us. Yes, there are sobering days ahead for us. There are many, the Bible says, that will just heap on teachers, pick out the ones that they like and the things that they like to listen to and hear rather than what is truth and what is doctrine and what is of God. During these last days of the church age, we have time and opportunity to share Jesus with others, to share the gospel with others, the good news of who Jesus is and what he did. This is also a time for us to repent. Do you remember what Jesus said to the church of Ephesus? He said to remember, repent, and repeat the first works. Remember your first love. Turn around. Come back to Jesus. Remember. Repent. And then repeat the first works that you did when you first fell in love with him. The claims I made in this section, this last section that I just finished sharing with you, is based mostly in the rest of the book of Revelation. So we will get into those deeper in the future. And the other section comes out of a study of the covenants of the Bible that we just finished here on Moments with Moni. If you have not gone through the Biblical Covenant series, I would suggest you walk through it with me before continuing through Revelation, as it will give you a better insight into God's plans for different people groups and places, and it would take just too much time to repeat it all here again. Of course, you may not agree with what I have said, but if that is the case, then I would hope that your view is 
not based on what you've been told. And, of course, don't just take my word for all of this either. It's important for all of us to be responsible for our own salvation and our own sanctification through the Word of God. we got to read the Bible. we got to study it. And then we need to live it out. So what does this spiritual season look like around us? Does it look like anything in the Bible? Some of the things we see working out on the world stage remind us of what we can expect at the end of the church age. And while I'm looking forward to the return of Jesus in the air with a loud trumpet sound, but this view is being mocked by many, which falls in line with having teachers that tell you what you want to hear, falls in line with false teachers who deceive and teach us that the church age is already over and Jesus is already here, in the flesh no less, and the church of the Almighty God is ushering in a third millennium? Yikes! Of such things have nothing to do with them. The view is also being mocked by the falling away from the truth that has been growing exponentially. Systems are also in place for the setup of a one-world religion, one-world economy, and one-world government. America is not seen on the stage during the tribulation period. Many have ventured a guess as to why, such as moral and spiritual decline, a possible EMT attack, a different catastrophe, or even the rapture was mentioned on this list. Here are some specifics regarding the end times apostasy from Timothy chapter 3. Understand this, that in the last days there will come times of difficulty, for people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness but denying its power. Avoid such people, for among them are those who creep into households and capture weak women burdened with sins and led astray by various passions, always learning and never able to arrive at a knowledge of the truth. So here we come to an end. Let's listen to Revelation chapter 4, verses 1 and 2 once again. After this I looked, and behold, a door standing open in heaven, and the first voice, which I heard speaking to me like a trumpet, said, Come up here, and I will show you what must take place after this. At once I was in the Spirit, and behold, a throne stood in heaven with one seated on the throne. Oh, there's so much more to come. But like you, I will be celebrating Christmas and New Year's with my family. So I'd like to encourage you to pick up your Bible as you find some quiet time and read ahead through the book of Revelation. It won't hurt to read it once, twice, 25 times through or more, because we're always going to learn something new from God's word.
And remember, along with this, there is a special blessing for those that read or listen to the book of Revelation. I plan to pick up Revelation, pick up right where we left off in January again. So I hope that your Christmas time celebration with family is a beautiful thing. I'm sure it'll look different this year, and that's okay. Let's keep our eyes on Jesus, focused on him, sharing his good news, his gospel, and loving all those around us, because that's what we've been created to do. Most of all, to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, all of our soul, and all of our might, and then to love our neighbor as ourselves. God bless you and Merry Christmas 2020. The New Year's coming. Of course, the rapture could happen before that. If you've enjoyed listening to this episode, please share it with a friend or family. You can also find all of Moni's podcasts on the blog at momentswithmoni.com. And while you're there, I invite you to leave questions or comments so I can share them on the podcast. 